If you are in your 20s hoping there is more to life than boys and Bacardi, you are in the right place. Katie Ballmer has been a keynote speaker to over 60 colleges nationwide, encouraging 20-somethings to realize their worth, find their calling, and not date dirtbags. But seriously, Katie is an author, viral TikTok creator, wife, mom of two girls, and your adopted aunt that you never knew how bad you needed. Ready to have some real conversation tackling the hottest topics? This is the Truth For Your 20s podcast. Hello, today is a special episode. This is our birthday episode. You guys, Truth For Your 20s is four years old. What in the world? Like what? (laughs) The little baby has grown up, but seriously, I never thought I, I didn't know what I was doing, uh, obviously. Never thought it'd be four years and still going strong. And here we are, but I'm just looking back. We're going to do some clips on this episode of our, of our, um, five top downloads. And also I use what's called Podbean. Podbean is just kind of the platform that takes the recordings and puts it out to Apple, Spotify, all the places. So Podbean gives me all the stats and who downloads it. Well, not your names or anything. Don't worry, but like the numbers and the countries and all that kind of good stuff. So just a few fun facts. Our grand total of downloads is 404,000 downloads, which is pretty exciting. Our top countries are US, which is not surprising, but we have our second is South Africa, which did surprise me. So shout out if you're listening from South Africa. And then the next runner-ups are Australia, Brazil, St. Lucia. Hey, I want to come visit. It's beautiful there. United Kingdom, Canada, and Czech Republic. I'll go on. There's there's a few more, but they're, they're very few. So those are like your top people. So if you, if you are listening from another country, that's not the U S I would love to hear from you. So you can just give me a, send me a DM through Instagram is the easiest way to get a hold of me. I'm at Katie Bulmer life. It would be cool just to connect with you. A few other fun facts. Apple podcasts is our number one platform followed closely by Spotify, which is not surprising. Although Spotify sometimes is more popular. I guess it just depends on who's listening. Our top download times is from 2 p.m. to midnight. Makes sense. Makes sense. But yeah, almost half a million downloads. That number is so exciting. And finally reached my goal of 200 reviews on Apple. So like, <laughs> like been begging people to leave reviews. I don't know why people don't want to do this, but it, it really, really helps the podcast. So I was like, please leave a review on, on Apple podcast. Anyway, we finally are up to 204 reviews, which is super exciting. So as I always ask, people don't understand how much it helps podcasts, but it really does just to leave a review. So 200 reviews, 204 reviews to be exact on Apple. And I think we have some on Spotify. I haven't really looked at those yet, but we're going to get into our top five downloads here in just a second. Real quick, we are also going to take a podcast break. It's going to be just a little bit over a month. We'll come back mid-August. I usually take a break over the summer, just soaking in the time with my kids and all that good stuff. But um, I just have to let you guys know, if you follow me on social media, please check out. We just hosted a Taylor Swift listening party. Hopefully you got the memo. She re-released her album Speak Now. And we have teen daughters who have friends. And we thought, Let, let's just do this thing. And so my girls, like really, it was mostly all them. They did balloon arches and charcuterie boards and like all the things. It was we and we dressed up. There was sequins. It it was it was so fun. And I secretly, not so secretly, had just as much fun as they did. Don't worry, I wasn't like joining their party. I let them have their fun, but I 
just stayed up till midnight as well. Let them have this sparkling grape juice champagne to toast at midnight to count down to her new album release. And I just, you know, people say like, oh my gosh, teenagers, whatever. I am so thankful for this time. I love my girl's age. I love having Taylor Swift parties. <laughs> I love everything about it. And so I don't know, just wanted to share that other side of the coin from a mom who just truly loves this time period. And hopefully that will connect with someone out there um, who feels the same way. And so I, I had to hit pause because legit our daughter came in singing. You were the best thing that's ever been mine on our phone. So, I mean, just case in point, right? So funny. Okay. We are going to get into the top five episodes of all time. So I'm going back to the archives and it's a little interesting because most of the ones that went crazy popular were because of a video I had promoting it on the internet that had some sort of virality. Case in point was the first one. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you guys. Okay. So this was in November of 2021. (laughs) I used this audio that was very trending. Everyone was using it. I'm going to play it real quick. So you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. Well, I don't know what the heck they were saying. No one knew what the heck they were saying for months. And this was posted in November. And then it was like two months later and everyone and their brother had to come to Instagram, not TikTok. Nobody said anything on TikTok, but on Instagram had to let me know that apparently this was a terrible song. Um, because everyone and their brother had to let me know this, <laughs> it got up to 7 million views. I'm looking right now, 6,969,000 views. So that happened. And because this little song was promoting, Hey, come check out this podcast episode. This podcast episode got 17,000 downloads. You guys, to give you an idea, our second most popular had 6,000. So almost 10,000 more downloads than our second most popular of all time because of a viral video that accidentally had an apparently bad song in a different language that it's so funny too, because it's like, uh, why, why do you know what they say? Like anyways, but, um, so God can use even a bad song to bring people to this incredible conversation and actually had a lot of really good DMS and follow-ups and a lot of good came from it, even though (laughs) apparently it was a bad song choice. So I hope you enjoy this little clip of our most popular episode of all time, 17,000 downloads. I should warn you what we're talking about. It is pornography, which is probably also why it was so click worthy. Um, this is a young girl, Cassidy. She's in her twenties. She shares her own struggle and how she overcame um, an addiction. And it's just a real open, beautiful conversation. We talk about how pornography is not doing our relationships, our eyeballs, our future, our lives, any favors. And this was a really well-received episode. So here is a clip. And it wasn't until a couple months ago that I decided like, why don't I just share my whole testimony? And to be honest, like I'm very, I'm a very open person. And so anybody could ask me, you know, like, what is your biggest struggle? And I'd say like, oh, you know, relationships, or I'd say not, you know, following God close enough, but I never was vulnerable enough to say pornography. And that was something I, you know, had been introduced to at the age of nine in fourth grade by a friend. She had used her mom's phone to show me stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, like you can delete search history. And so ever since then, it spiraled into a, you know, decade long addiction that nobody knew anything about. And just recently, like I said, a couple months ago, the Lord put on my heart, like share your testimony. And I was like, I have been like, what are you talking about? 
And he was like, are you really though? And I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'm not. And so I started like self-reflecting and I was like, what am I keeping out of my testimony? And I knew the answer. I just didn't want to know the answer because oh, once girl, you know it, yes. like you got to you got to deal with it. Sounds and so, like Jonah. Like, oh, no, I, I'm good, God. I'm good. Look at all the good. Yeah. I did that. I was like, I'm going to go serve the homeless. He's like, what? This is my testimony. He's like, uh, I want you to share your testimony with sorority women. Like, no, 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 thank you. <laughs> yeah, literally, I was like, yeah, no, thanks. I'll stick with my, you know, my polished, very perfect looking testimony. And he was just like, who is that going to help? Who is that going to benefit? Like the made up polished testimony that you have that you've been serving all these people on a silver platter, like that's not helping my people that are far from me. And I was like, oh, shoot. And I could just like (laughs) feel it like I needed to open up about it. And you know, it's scary. Like, you know, having coming from high school where everybody knew you as this like perfect Christian and you have all these friends and you're, you know, somewhat popular to now saying like, I'm broken. I'm not perfect. And I watched this super shameful stuff that I've been watching for years, but I'm not weird. I promise. Like trying to promise people that you're not weird because you've been addicted to this thing for so long. And so I started opening up about it. And it was one video I posted in the car. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to post this out there. Some girl out there will get this. Like I'm sure maybe one person will. And all of a sudden, it just kind of blew up. And I had about, I think it was like 90K before from just posting random stuff about my faith. But after I posted that video, I gained over, I think it was 100,000 followers in a week. And it's all like girls and some guys in there mixed in that are struggling with pornography because nobody talks about it enough. Like, and the one person that does speak out about it, it's like, oh my gosh, like everybody's drawn to it because they want help. They want freedom. They want, you know, somebody to talk to. And so my DMs are flooded with messages. And Part of me feels bad because I'm like, there's no way I can respond to all these messages, you know, in my lifetime. But another part of me is like, I'm so glad these people are searching for something. They're open to getting healing. And so that's kind of just been a long, long story short of my journey so far. But okay, I love it. So this video in the car, I saw it, but give us a little (laughs) breakdown about what you said. Okay, so basically in the car, I was just like, I was just kind of opening up a little bit about, you know, my porn addiction. And I had said, like, you know, if you do struggle with porn, like there is a way out. And I went into saying that pornography causes commitment issues and intimacy issues in humans. And I've seen that very evidently in my life. I dated, you know, guy to guy to guy in high school. And I never figured out, like, maybe it's because I'm clicking from video to video to video. And then I'm going from guy to guy to guy. Like, I never put that together. And I shared that in the video and I got, you know, thousands of messages saying like, oh my gosh, like me and my boyfriend, like we feel the same way. He can't commit to me. He cheats on me. And, you know, I've been, another girl was like, I've been introduced at the age of, I think she was like four. And ever since then, I've had like a a history of being abused. And then I, you know, go from guy to guy to guy. I'm just never satisfied. And it was something I had been wrestling with because I'm now in a relationship that I am fully, you know, satisfied with. I'm waiting for marriage and everything. But I have this feeling every now and then like I'm bored, like I want something else. And I had to come to terms with like, that's what it had done to my mental health. Mm -hmm. Like porn had caused that for so long and bringing awareness that and helping other people that are struggling that realize like it's not doing nothing to you. Like it's not just satisfying you and you're clicking off of it. Like it's harming your mental health. And there's some people that, you know, like you were saying earlier, like the backlash from it and There's some people that are like, no, like I've been with my girlfriend forever and I've been watching it and it's fine. And I'm like, okay, you just like said what I was saying. Like you're, you're not satisfied in that relationship. So you're, you know, not committing to her. And so you're watching it online. Like you're testifying to what I just said. And so it's hard, you know, with those, you know, very, you know, diverse opinions and everything. But that's what I kind of said. And it was taken 
you know, for the most part, good. But then on the other part, there was comments where it was like, that's disgusting. You shouldn't be opening up about this. That's not true. Like porn is so good for my mental health. I've been in millions of relationships and I'm like, no way. Okay. Again, yeah. testifying what I just said. So I've been learning over the past two years of healing from this addiction is it creates false senses of expectations. Like, the amount of, like, I mean, like the whole entire thing is a lie. Let's just be honest. Let's just crack it open for what it is. It's a lie. It's two actors or however many actors going on there and pretending that they're satisfied by each other, which the studies have shown most of the actors on there don't even, you know, aren't even satisfied by the end of it. They just fake it all. Mm-hmm. And so I think like if we were really to start, if we want to start educating people, we need to start educating them on the facts and the stats. And what the fact is, is that it's a lie. Like you're watching something and you're believing you're going to feel that good. You're going to look that good. Every single time is going to be like that. And to be honest, it's not. And I think that's what draws people in is like, it's per- it looks so perfect. And then they go and they want to experience it and it doesn't happen like that because they've molded their minds to being like, okay, well, this is what it's going to look like. And we're going to have to do this. And you know, it's going to be, it's going to look, we have to do all these certain things. And I need to learn how to do all those certain things so that he will be satisfied. And to be honest, like, I guess dating Christians or people of, you know, believers, like sex is a gift from God and God will use that however he wants to within your marriage. And so it's not going to be perfect your first time. You know, it is what it is, but God will make it like his own type of perfect. You know, some of the facts that I've been learning recently that have helped me just disconnect from it is that it's a whole sex trafficking ring. I mean, pornography 100% fuels the, ch- the sex trafficking and human trafficking industry. And by watching these videos, we're supporting that. We're saying like, yes, I support, you know, abuse towards women. I support abuse towards, you know, other people during intimate times. And, you know, I support all these things when in reality, like you're supporting people getting traded. You're supporting people that are getting, you know, whatever, like abused or molested or exploited. Like, Imagine if that was your daughter online, your future daughter or whatever online, and you're sitting there watching it and fueling money for them to buy more people to do that thing to abuse people. Like that to me was just like utterly disgusting. I was like, that I'm done. Like after I got educated, I was like, I- I'm so done. Like this is, I mean, it's harmful to you, but it's harmful to people around you. Like you're harming the world around you, you know, like love your neighbor. Yeah. But love the people that are on the screen enough to be like, I'm not going to watch that because I know it's hurting you. If you want to listen to this full episode, and I hope that you do, I will make sure I link the full episode in the show notes. And I hope that you love Cassidy. I'll also give her a link in our show notes. She's great to follow on Instagram. Okay. Our fourth most downloaded episode. This was in February of 2021. The title is Love After You Have Been Hurt, which I think that title just piqued a lot of interest, but this conversation is about our relationships. I'm sure romantic is at the top of people's mind, but we've all been hurt in different ways. You know, it's hard to get through life without, unfortunately, but what we do with it, right. And how to heal in a proper way, how to be in relationship with someone that maybe you can't walk away from or how to walk away with dignity. There's so much to unpack, but Adam Weber is a pastor out of South Dakota and he wrote a book on the subject and just a really cool guy. Great conversation. And I hope that you enjoy this clip from a little episode we called love after you have been hurt. And I I think it's all about perspective and who do you focus on? And within each person, there's something powerful that happens when you get to know their story. When that, that angry neighbor, when you find out they lost their wife to cancer, or you find out that they're battling alcoholism, it may not change anything that person says or does. They might continue to be a really hard neighbor, but all of a sudden you begin to feel compassion for them. You're like, man, I heard it was his anniversary. And I'm guessing specifically today, he's missing his wife. 
Um, and maybe we should go shovel their sidewalk. It's like, why are we shoveling his sidewalk? He's a mean old guy and he doesn't like our kids when they step on his grass. But it, all of a sudden you begin to be moved with compassion when you find out somebody's story. Oh man. And isn't that so much more attractive to the world than sitting around, well, they were grumpy to me and I don't deserve to like them. They don't deserve love, whatever it may be. And even if you're the most justified, okay, but what if you can see the good in them? Love has a name, as as the book says. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like when you begin to see a person as a human rather as like just their negative attributes or what they yeah. can give you. I, you know, this even in, in the line at, at, at Starbucks, like, come on, hurry up. Why are you taking so long? Like all of a sudden, but you see the person as a person, it changes you and it also changes them. Uh, one of the things I, I try to do just at, even at a line like Starbucks, uh, the other day, um, you know, I drove up, got my coffee, drove up to the window and she was in robot robot mode of like, okay, $3.17 for your iced coffee with sugar-free vanilla and extra cream. You know, like <laughs> here it is. And all I said to her was, uh, I really like your glasses. And yeah. she went from full robot mode, like, you know, like not even looking at me, take my card, whatever, to all of a sudden she just stopped. And I'll, it was just like I snapped my fingers and said, you're a human. Oh, and she just, she became human in front of me and, oh, man, that's and good. Hey, th- Hey, thank you so much. I, I got them last week and I've really liked those glasses. They're beautiful. That's the first thing I, I noticed when I pulled up was those glasses. I mean, it's just all of a sudden she feels loved and human and who knows how long she stayed in human mode. Maybe as soon as I pull away, she went back into kind of mechanical mode. But for that second, at least I let her know that she was still human. And there's something that changes my soul when when I when when we love people, and also something that changes them drastically. And it's so cool, even just to think about if the next person was rude, maybe the kindness that she saw or experienced, she was able to respond out of that same kindness, and much greater than me saying her glasses are nice. You know, I would argue that when when we when we receive God's love uh, on a regular basis. And the overflow of that, we're able to extend that to the people around us. Yes. You can't pour from an empty cup. <sighs> yeah. Again, and I think a few years ago, that's what I realized. Because before, that was my strong suit, was being able just to genuinely care about people. But now it's like, I feel like I have none on my own. Like e- Even right now, I, I watch the news or I see political stuff, and I'm immediately angry at just kind of everybody. And so it's like, God, I need to stay connected to you. I need to stay connected to the well. Otherwise, I'm in trouble. And I'm just, I just become this angry old man that I don't want to become. And, and maybe for the person listening, my prayer for you is that you begin to catch yourself when you say or do or even feel things that you're just like, I don't want to become that person. You know, like we can change that. That this, just to let anybody know, like, God can change us. We don't have to continue to go down the road of bitterness and jadedness. That doesn't have to be our story. We can change that. And so that would be my prayer for anybody who's just that snarky, like, did I just give the middle finger to another driver? Like, did I really just say, did I really feel that evil thought about somebody who's wronged me? That's evil. And that we just catch ourselves because that's not life-giving to others. 
And more than that, it's not life giving to our own souls. Wasn't that a good conversation? I love, I love that one. So I hope that you make sure you check out that episode too in our show notes. And I have to tell you guys, my sponsorship dreams have come true because Liquid IV is sponsoring this episode. If you haven't heard of Liquid IV, it is the best. I actually drink it every day. So when they came across my desk, like, Hey, can we sponsor? I'm like, heck yes. <laughs> yes. And amen. Because I seriously, it's my coffee. I drink the liquid IV energy every morning. There's different flavors, but the energy is a pineapple flavored. It's really good. But in just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than just water alone. So it's so good, especially in the summer months when you're sweating a lot. My kids love it for sports. And there's also one for sleep. So there's like different kinds for, for sleeping or for energy or just regular, just needing some hydration and some vitamins. It's so much better for you than an energy drink or any kind of, I used to drink different kinds of little supplements that have fake sugar in it. And it would just make me feeling, ugh, this doesn't have any of that. It's like no junk, but all the good stuff. I'm such a fan. And so I hope that you want to be a fan as well. If you haven't tried liquid IV, I highly encourage you. There's several different flavors and truth for your twenties listeners now get 20% off. Like I said, my sponsorship dreams have come true. So all you need to do to get 20% off is to go to liquidiv.com and use promo code truth. So that's 20% off everything you order and you might as well stock up and you get 20% off. So liquidiv.com use promo code truth and get some yummy goodness to hydrate yourself, feel good about yourself. And maybe you'll like it and every can replace an energy drink or coffee or whatever it is. I promise. Like it's seriously my favorite. Okay. Back to our highlights. Okay. Another episode is money in all stages of your twenties. This is our third most popular download of all times. This is pretty recent. This was this year. And again, thanks to a viral video. And this was so like unexpected. I just duetted a girl talking about, ah, oh, do I buy a 401k? Do I take a shot of tequila? Like your twenties are so confusing. And I'm like, I get it girl. And that's why I started the truth for your twenties podcast. I have a heart to be who I needed when I was younger. Like it was such a simple and not really thought out video. And I think it had like 1.2 million views. So because of that, this episode also got a ton of attention. And I, I mean, I thought it was a good one. I interviewed my husband who does financial literacy. He coaches people on money. We are debt-free. That is part of our story and something we are really passionate about. So we share a little bit of our story and he just gives advice on money in all stages of your twenties. So here is a highlight. Right before Katie and I got married, though, I got hit by a drunk driver, and it really caused us to um, doubt what we we're starting to try to do because we were trying to be debt-free in the things that we did. And to be honest with you, I had to go get a new car, and the only way that I could do it at that time was that I had to borrow money. But it caused me to draw a line in the sand that I refused to cross again, and that was that I was not going to go into debt anymore except for my house. So since that time, I've paid cash for our last five to maybe six cars. Um, We've put about 33% down on our first house. We were able to put over 50% down on the second house that we bought. So we're super proud of that. And then just try to maintain that lifestyle of not going into debt each month. I do vary from Dave a little bit. I do have credit cards and have 
develop their credit score. But Katie and I went about 10 years without any credit cards at all. And I do think it's well worth starting without credit to the best of your ability, just so you can get used to paying things off. I will be the first to admit that due to having a credit card, I do think that we spend more sometimes than we should on things, even though we've paid that credit card every month, pay that credit card off every month since we've had it. Yeah, for sure. And when I used to hear people talk about debt-free stories, I used to think, oh, well, they must make, they must be millionaires or whatever. And I think that what is so interesting about our story is, you know, he was a youth pastor for the first eight years of our marriage. Like we, we've always lived with quote regular jobs, you know, like we've never made six figures. We've just been, what was it you say? Like, it's not about your income, not about your income it's about your behavior, right? Correct. It's about how you treat your money and even starting like when you're in college, a lot of times when people are in college, they think, oh, well, I'll start thinking about money after I graduate. But the truth is, is if you are the typical student and you're spending $5, you know, every day on Starbucks coffee, you do that for five days, that's $25 that you've just spent on coffee. You do that for a year, it's like a $1,250, I think, that you spent on coffee. You start doing that over four years, it's $5,000 you spent on coffee alone while you were in college. And we have this mentality that, oh, I don't have to think about money yet. And the other thing that gets us is we start racking up student loan debt, just like I was doing. Like I said, when I was in college, I started looking at books, started seeing things that were telling me about the debt I was getting myself into. It was even kind of telling me that it would be, it was kind of unwise for me to be doing those things. But I had no clue how to deal with those things. And so I think when you're in college, the best thing you can do is start developing a budget, start becoming mindful of your money, and know that how you spend your money in college has a huge impact on the rest of your life and how you plan to spend money. All right. So the next general large transition is getting out of college. And we'll say the the most common scenario. Obviously, there's a lot of different ones. But We'll say a college student graduated with a pretty decent sized chunk of debt, stars in her eyes, ready to tackle the world, but, you know, entry level job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the first thing, and we'll kind of go back into college a little bit for this one, but one, start developing a personal budget while you're in school. The easiest time to learn to budget is when you have less things to budget for. Yeah. Because if you can get the things that you have in college down, it makes your life so much easier when you get the quote unquote, that first job after school. Because when you're in college, a lot of things are paid for, you know, as far as maybe your dorm is paid for, perhaps your food is paid for, you've already set up payment for those things. But then when you're out of school, you got to start paying your rent or the house you might have bought. You got to start paying for your food yourself. You got to start paying for those other things. So if you can develop a budget while you're in college, that just makes your life so much easier when you're out. Because then when you add things to your budget after school, it's so much easier to add them in because you've learned different things that make a budget effective for you. And I would say the big thing about a budget is find something that works for you and keeping up with a budget. A lot of times people treat budget like it's a dirty word. But the truth is, is you're just telling your money where to go ahead of time. So you're not wondering where it went. And there's a lot of people, and I know we'll get into other life stages here in a little bit, but there's a lot of people who get married, have families, and they look and they're going into debt each month. When you ask them to tell you 
um, what they're spending their money on, there can be huge gaps in what they think they're spending and how much they're actually spending. And you get to eliminate that for yourself if you can start developing a budget while you're in college and stick to that budget. The other thing it does is it drives down how much you borrow because anything you can do to borrow less sets you up to be successful. So now you've graduated college, yeah. starting that first job. Yeah. And so now the thing that you're thinking about doing, one, is you got to figure out your benefits and you have to figure out other things that will benefit you there. And so what I would recommend that you do is reach back out to your career services of the college that you graduated from and ask them. A lot of colleges have people on campus that can at least help you understand those things. And you want to make wise decisions there for where you're at. And now I don't believe necessarily anybody should tell you exactly what to do because everybody's situation is a little bit unique. But you do want to make sure that you establish what's wise for you to do in your particular situation so you can be successful with money. And you might want to talk to other people so you can figure that out. If you listen really closely at that very end of that clip, we had to cut it because our daughter walked in and had a question. So it's not like we locked the doors or anything and we were just, you know, having a podcast conversation. So it's real life. And I think it's beautiful and wonderful and no point in trying to hide it. So anyways, I hope that you enjoyed that episode. Like I said, it was our third most popular and downloaded. And again, it will be in the show notes for you to check out the whole thing. Okay. Our next most popular of all time was also from this year. I'm personally really excited about this one because this is a hero of mine, Sandra Stanley. Basically you guys, everything that you see me do (laughs) is inspired by her husband, Andy Stanley. He, in my opinion, is one of the most gifted communicators of our time. He has written several books, podcaster, speaker, pastor, just a genius of a human. In my humble opinion, he unpacks recently, which I highly recommend you checking out like why we have the Bible, where it came from in the history and, and why it's compiled the way it is. And it's just so fascinating. But anyway, he and his wife got together and wrote a book on parenting. And I kind of flipped the script a little bit. And she said, I was the first person to ask her, which made me feel really fangirly, but flipping the script in for my 20 something audience If you have a strained relationship with your parents, or even if it just, you know, could be a little better, which, you know, we could all use a little better relationships, right? How can you, as a young adult, initiate the conversation or just help better a relationship with your parents? So we unpack that conversation on this episode and you really liked it. So I love it that you loved it. I once pulled my audience, like what topics would you want to hear more about? And as I said, having that relationship with your parents as you become an adult, because there's no like threshold. You know, there's no like, okay, now you're this age and therefore this happens. And as you've written this book, kind of like talking to the young adults specifically, like how can they, from their perspective, maybe they, they, there is brokenness or maybe there's healthy, just steps they can take to mend a relationship with their parents. If it's not there, um, as you said, the relationship is everything. And even there's no expiration date to having that healed or having a better, we could all use better relationships, you know? So having that better relationship with your parents, maybe just some, some words for them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, we, you know, we made, we've made a big deal about dinner around the table. So, you know, through every season of life and that's something that's continued. I think another thing that characterizes our relationships is that we all celebrate each other, not just birthdays, but successes and wins and all of that. And it is never too late to dip into that kind of thing with our, you know, even if we don't, if we we have a little bit of a fractured relationship, some of the best ways that I think we can bridge um, gaps relationally is just 
paying attention to each other, celebrating what's happening in somebody else's life, birthdays, successes, wins. We have a family text stream with all eight of us, which I think a lot of families have, but it's pretty active. You know, we're announcing things, we're celebrating things, we're asking for prayer, we're posting funny stuff that we think somebody would enjoy. And it just keeps us connected, even if we're not seeing each other a lot. And I think things like that little practical, you know, send your mom something that you know that she would think was funny, or if she, you know, whatever it is she's interested in, you know, send her something. If she loves to bake, you know, and you run into a recipe, say, mom, I saw this. It made me think of you. Thought you might enjoy it. Any little things where we can bridge those gaps between us um, relationally, I think are so great. If I had to just pick three things though, that I think would contribute regardless of what the past looked like. Um, I think the first thing would be letting a counselor help you work through any past hurts or difficulties or disappointments that could hinder that adult relationship, because that's a real thing. There's stuff lodged in our own hearts and probably stuff lodged in theirs, but we can't control that, that maybe we need somebody walking alongside with that, you know, alongside us, helping us, helping us sort through. Um, the second thing, looking for ways to invest time in each other. Um, when I think about time and, and we talk about this a little in the book about schedule survival in our parenting, but it really kind of translates to this season too. let your calendar be your ally because our calendars dictate what we actually do. Right. And we're the ones that put the things on the calendar. So calendar each other being intentional um, with maybe making some space to bridge some gaps with your with your parents. And then the third thing, move in their direction. Mutually, you know, get interested in what interests them. I talk about that in the coaching chapter of the book with connecting with our teenagers, but it really is a life principle. <clears throat> if there's somebody we want to build a relationship with, we get interested in what interests them. I think that that just moving in their direction is can be a huge thing too that could help bridge those gaps. That's so powerful. I was talking with a young lady who had a very strained relationship with her father and only talked about, you know, business type communications for, for years. Mm-hmm. And he was very interested in cars and she didn't care a thing about cars, right. but started to learn a little bit. And that was this huge, like breaking down brick walls of yeah. communication. Yeah. It just, it's so simple, but so yes. changed. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's way simpler than we think it's going to be yeah. and moving in their direction you know, there's only one thing that can happen with walls when we move in their direction and that's, they're just gonna kind of come down or at least soften a little bit. So everybody responds well to somebody being interested, truly interested in what interests them. Yeah. That's so good. Rounding up our fifth most downloaded podcast episode of the all times of the truth for your twenties podcast. Hey, I just want to say thank you. I mean, I know I probably say it a lot, but there's a lot of podcasts out there. You could listen to a lot of things and you choose to listen to this podcast and it means a lot. I enjoy doing this work. I enjoy getting to talk to the people I get to talk to on the other side of our headphones or whatever. And, um, and yeah, I just enjoy hanging out with you. And also if I don't say it enough, my DMS are really always open. Like I really enjoy hearing from you. I don't, I've never ignored anyone. Um, I just, I enjoy so much when you reach out and let me know that something you heard or listened to meant something to you. I actually just read a DM, uh, just yesterday about someone saying that they were going through a breakup and that the podcast was really helping them. And that means the world because, you know, podcasts don't have a comment section, but when you reach out and let me know something, a conversation that we had or something that was said here resonated with you, it just, it really means the world. 
And with that, our fifth most downloaded podcast episode of all time on the Truth for Your Journeys podcast is The Sunshine Mind. This was my interview with Raquel Stevens. If you don't know the name Raquel Stevens, you probably know her best friend, Selena Gomez. Raquel was the producer of her documentary and wrote The Sunshine Mind. It's about mental health, but it's, it's just a really positive take. I She co-wrote it and... I mean, I don't know. I just find it fascinating. I loved our conversation. Also, as I mentioned in the beginning, uh, my daughters are both huge Swifties and Taylor Swift is friends with Selena Gomez. And also Raquel is friends with Selena. And I got to interview Raquel. And so I think that what you need to hear from that is I'm best friends with Taylor Swift. I mean, right. Is that... <laughs> that's what I'm going to tell my kids anyway. Just kidding. They thought it was really cool that we had this conversation and obviously you did too. I love that you love this conversation. And here is a clip from what we talked about. The sunshine mindset is how you live your life. So it's choosing to forgive Mm. instead of getting even or retaliating. It's choosing to love. Even if you feel hurt, it's choosing to support other women and not compare yourselves knowing that your own worth and value is unique to you. God created you exactly the way that you're meant to be. And there is no need for comparisons. It is all of those things. It's, you know, if you're out there and you're dating and you're not meeting anyone, it's choosing to have faith and hope that you are going to meet someone in the right timing. It is basically all of those things that, that, you know, culture could kind of be like, okay, so when did something mean to you, you know, retaliate, do this, do that. Like it's, it's truly taking the high road. And we do that through, um, seeking God. I love that kind of the joy versus the happiness conversation. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Joy is a choice and happiness is based on your circumstances. I think it's also, when we wrote about this in the book, it's choosing to find the good, even in the midst of bad or hard times. And I've always said this, I'm such a believer that there is so much more good in the world than bad. Mm. And unfortunately, I think sometimes you turn on the news, you scroll through socials, and it's focused on the bad and the negative. And there's way more good than bad. And so that's why we called it the sunshine mind, because we believe there's a lot more sunshine than there is clouds and darkness. Yeah, you're so right. And I think that that's important that you you pointed out because I find myself there too, like seeing the negative stuff. You're like, oh, oh. and you're like, whoa, whoa. And then, but literally like yeah. just actually going into the world and going to a coffee shop, you're like, no one's on fire, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like it's all good. We're, we're alive. We're breathing. Yeah. We're well, people are saying hello to each other. Yes. Yes. It yeah. just makes you feel better. Um, yeah. I, I love what you said about how you know, this choice to forgive and how that truly, it sets us free. You know, there's all those sayings about, you know, unforgiveness is drinking poison and yeah. the other person. So I know there's someone listening who's like, yeah, but if you heard my story, you know, you would give me a pass. Like, yeah, but, but I, they're too unforgivable. There are every, there's so many people who have the stories of, yeah, but I just can't. Yeah. I wonder if you can maybe like dig a little deeper there and how freeing it is even if they don't deserve it, all that kind of stuff, like how you can get there. Well, I think a lot of times people don't deserve it. Um, And I think that forgiveness is the only way to live a life that is free. And it's like, ultimately, Jesus died on the cross to forgive all of us and all of us have sinned and, and fallen short. And so in this world, we 
don't really have a choice. If we want to live a life that is free and that is flourishing, it, it forgiveness is essential. And I know for me, when I've held on to something, when I haven't let it go, it actually ends up affecting how I treat other relationships. It affects my mood. It affects my it affects my inner peace. So it's like forgiveness doesn't mean that like, okay, you have to go and be best friends with that person. Yeah. Like sometimes, sometimes things do cross the line and it's like, it actually is, it's enough, but you do have to forgive in your heart in order to live a life that is free. And, um, and I think, how do you do that? And it's like what you're saying. Someone's like, well, I get a pass. Like it's so deep. I, I get a pass. I think that sometimes it's a really hard and long process and it's like, a daily thing, or maybe it's something multiple times a day, if it keeps coming in your head, and it's just I forgive that person, and you pray about it and, and put on worship. And I found that like, ultimately, if you really, really are seeking God, like that presence can bring peace in the midst of any circumstance, any kind of hurt. But yeah, I would say it, it really is essential, even just for yourself to live to live free, yeah. even if not for the other person, but also we're called to do it. For the other person so we don't really have a choice you know it's part of it's just part of what we have to do well there you have it clips from our top five downloaded episodes of all time oh it's so exciting i'm again so thankful for you and if any of this was helpful please share it with a friend this is a great episode to share with a friend and be like hey i'm listening to this podcast i think that you would like it and it would mean the world to me if you would help spread the word just as a reminder we're gonna take a short break and we'll be back mid-august and if you haven't yet if you're new to the podcast or maybe you haven't scrolled back there are over 100 episodes and there's lots of good stuff in the archives so i encourage you to take take a scroll find a podcast title that sparks your fancy and take a listen. Thanks so much for being here. And I hope you gain some truths for your twenties.